Hello and welcome to Turning Your Trash into Treasure. Join us every Monday as we uncover the gold you find when you get out of your own way. Hello, how's everyone doing today? Today we have Zoe with us. Zoe, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm a spiritual life coach and I help women build the foundation to find their purpose and create the life, career, and business they desire. Oh, that's nice. How are you feeling held back? So for me, I am a overthinker and perfectionist. And so every little thing that I do, I think about, oh, what do people think about this? How are they going to receive it? I need to have step one through 10 together in order to deliver something. And I think those are blocking me from actually taking action in what I do. Right. So what happens if you don't have all of your steps together? What if you say you only have two of the steps together and you bring them to people? Do you think that they're going to know that you don't have all the rest of the steps put out or put together? No, they probably wouldn't even notice. Right. So how does that make you feel? If, if you know that they're not going to even notice or know that, that you don't have it all done, how does that make you feel about it? It will make me feel like, okay, I don't need to have everything together as long as I present myself as knowledgeable and I can help them, then I'm pretty sure they'll be okay with just having step one and two until I figure out step three and four. Right. To be honest with you, they'd probably be okay with having step one because mm-hmm. they can't do step two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight before they do step one. That's all right. And if you show them too much at one time, it might be overwhelming for them. Just like it's kind of being overwhelming for you, feeling like you have to do it all before you can even bring it to them at all. Okay, that makes sense. Um, are you familiar with, there's um, a couple people that are really big into, they make one piece of content and mm-hmm. see how people react to it and then build on that. Have, have you seen anybody do that? No, I haven't heard of that. Okay, so um, I, I can't remember his name. It's Jeff Walker, I think is his name. He talks about launching and how when you put a product out to people to get social proof that it's going to work or that it's what your audience needs, you bring them the first part of it. And once you bring it the first part of it and you hear the conversation that goes around that, then you can build the second part off of what they needed or where you've seen that first part going. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then that way you're giving your, your clients or your prospect clients a um, more of what they need. Do you feel like you having one through 10 done? Is that, is it being beneficial for you? Do you see it working or do you see it like um, I did all this work and it didn't turn out the way that I want? W- where are you at with that? Uh, for me, it's definitely just something I've done 
throughout my life, I've always made sure to be prepared and have everything together and be ready for any and every situation. And so now as I approach my business, I feel like, okay, what if they ask this question? What if they need this? What if I need a contract and policy and all this and just all the things that you need for a business? I'm trying to do it all at once, pretty much. How long have you been in business? Two months. What if somebody comes to you and asks you a question that you don't know the answer to? What if you tell them, I'm not really sure. Can I get back to you? Or what if you say something along the lines of, that is a really good question. I need to do some more research on that. Do you think that that's going to make you look any less knowledgeable? Probably not. Yeah. Think about when you have come to somebody and you've asked them a question and they're like, you know, I need to. I need to do some research on that or let me, let me dig around a little bit and get back to you on that. To be honest with you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate and respect that person for saying, Hey, I don't really know the answer, but I'll find it out for you much more than somebody that I'm not saying that you kind of like bull jiving it around or whatever, but like somebody that doesn't really know the answer and they're just trying to like say it's to make the person feel better. You know what I mean? And I know that if you are overthinking this and you're trying to come up with everything, there's always going to be something that you're not going to anticipate. So being prepared for dealing with the situation that you're not anticipating is a little bit more important than trying to anticipate every 500,000 ways that a situation can go, especially in business. Okay. Because there are going to be so many different curveballs that come your way that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why did that happen? Why is this happening? How can I do this differently? And you're going to have to pivot too. Like, you're going to think, okay, hey, my, this is my path right here. If you're overthinking it, you're setting yourself out for a path, right? And if things don't go in that order of the path that you've laid out in front of you, you're going to think that you're a failure. But meanwhile, you're missing all the beautiful things along the way that could make your business that much better. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I feel like I need to learn how to reach my clients. But if I'm only going in one direction that I've made for my own self, then I have no clue like what other avenues they're down. Right. You're on a path and you're looking down, making sure you're staying on the road. Meanwhile, they're standing over to the side, jumping up and down, going, hey, I'm over here. And you're like, oh, I'm on this path. Nope, I got to be right here. So... What is what is one thing that you think that you could look at differently to attract clients? Like how let's back up a little bit. How are you attracting them now? So right now I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And and what are you doing to attract your clients? I've been how- focusing on uh, reels at the moment. On reels? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so are you showing up daily, weekly? H- how are you showing up for them? 
So I've created two posts and now I'm back trying to figure out, okay, like what kind of content do I need to create? What type of topic do I need to reach out? And that's what's holding me back. Okay. So the only thing that's going to get you out of that is taking messy action. You don't have to be perfect and it, it doesn't need to be perfect to start out. And I know that that's the scariest thing starting a business. You want to look credible, yeah. but just starting to take messy action because people are going to see, okay, at least she's stepping out. She's, she's trying to do something. Um, I, I talk about this a lot on my podcast. I'm doing 365 days of live videos. Mm-hmm. And when I first started my live videos, I told them, oh, I'm just doing this just to see what happens in the 365 days. And in all actually, this behind doing them, what become coach, find the message that resonated with my people and, and, and move in that direction. And it was probably about two weeks in, I was like, you know what? I wasn't really being honest to, to begin with. I am a life coach and I want to talk about this. And I started talking about it more and becoming stronger in it. So the more that you put content out, the more you're going to find your message or the more you're going to be able to see what resonates with people. And you're going to see what you like and what you don't like. Like you might have an idea like, okay, how are you, um, what exactly are you doing as a spiritual life coach? What, how are you helping people? So actually right now I'm getting my NLP certification. Okay. And so with that, I can help them with tapping, hypnosis, really diving in into like our past experiences and how we can figure that out in order to pave for our future. Do you think that people, do you think that people on your social media know what NLP is? Probably not. So maybe a good first step could be just talking about it. Mm-hmm. What it is, how it's affected people, how how it changes people's lives. Okay. And you can start talking, you can even do like case studies about people that have use tapping and how it's changed their life. I personally just recently, I recently got into tapping and I'm telling you what, I can tell a totally different, or I can tell a difference on the days that I don't tap versus the days that I do tap, which is crazy because when I first heard of it, I'm like, there's no way that does anything. (laughs) Okay. 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 So definitely overthinking, I need to overcome. Yeah, so yeah, you're definitely overthinking it. You need to break it down simple because mm-hmm. first of all, you need to make sure that your your followers and your future clients know exactly what you do. And some of them are gonna know what NLP is, some of them are gonna know what tapping is, and some of them are not. You could do a... Um, uh, Tuesday tapping session with Zoe and every Tuesday you get on and you do like a two minute tapping session to show people what it is. And you could have a Facebook group and archive those so that 
people that are in your group can go back and they can look at the different tapping sessions and use them for whatever they need. Okay. That feels good. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. So, so you're, you're concentrating on this. When do you get your certification? At the beginning of September. So it'd be okay. like a month. Okay, that's fine. And, but you can, in this time, you can start making different posts. You can make posts about testimonials about NLP because you don't have to necessarily write um, testimonials about working with you, mm -hmm. just how NLP changed their life, how tapping changed people's lives. You can write posts about why someone would want to tap or why somebody would want to use NLP in their life. Okay. Um, the benefits of it. You could talk about pain points, something that happened. Um, what's really, really good is if you give somebody a moment in time that they really, really needed tapping, for instance, how they were feeling, what was going on in their life, and how tapping changed it, how tapping changed that situation around. Because when you give people that instant, that moment in time, they can relate to that and they can start seeing themselves do it. Okay. So you don't have to overthink it. You need to make it simple, break it down. And you can kind of even ease them into what, what exactly, what, what you can t make posts about you. And what made you want to learn about NLP and what made you become a spiritual life coach? Because right now is like you getting to know people, you putting yourself out there and what you're doing. And the more that you start putting yourself out there, you're going to find things. You're going to say some things and you're like, oh, that did not resonate with anyone. That did not feel good to me. I'm not going to say that anymore. Or you can start talking about, I don't know tapping and it's not it's like you know what i really don't want to concentrate more mo, more on that maybe i'd rather concentrate more on this and this is how i'd like to bring it to light to people you know so mm -hmm. talking about a whole bunch of different things and talking about them often is going to help you find your voice of what feels good to you what resonates with you and what resonates with your with your followers too Okay, yeah, I like that you mentioned making it simple and breaking it down. Right. The, the, biggest, the biggest piece of advice I can give you is you are further along than most of your followers and most of your clients are going to be. Mm -hmm. All of your clients. You're further along than all of your clients are going to be. And they're not going to understand where you're at. So you have to break it down. You have to go back to the beginning when you were first introduced to it and talk to them like you just like you just learned about it. Even if you're not that far, like you're just now getting your certification, there are some things when you very first heard of it or you very first started getting into it that seems so elementary to you now, but at that time was like like mind-blowing moments or maybe it was like something that you had a hard time grasping when you first started. And, and talk about those things because chances are, if you had those moments, other people are going to have those moments too. 
And there are going to people that be people that know more than you. And those aren't your people. Those aren't the people that you're marketing to. Okay. So overthinking was one of your big ones. What was the other thing that you said you struggle with or you're struggling with? Uh, it was money blocks, just pricing pretty much and being comfortable with putting a price on what I do. Okay. So do you have a program set up yet? No, not yet. I'm in the process of revamping my packages. Okay. What, what feels good to you? Have you, have you done any, um, have you done any one-on-one coaching or are you planning on doing group group coaching or how, how are you planning on doing that? So I plan on doing one-on-one coaching for an hour Okay. And it'll be weekly. I would like to have at least 20 clients a week. Okay. And on a monthly retainer. Okay. Um, so you want to, you just want to do one-on-one then? Yes. Okay. Is there a specific amount of money that you're trying to make? I would love to hit 5k months. Okay. So you're trying to make 5K, hit a 5K month with 20 clients? 20 clients a week. Right. So that's tw- basically that's, if you're hitting, if you're doing 20 clients a week, that means you have 20 clients in a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though you're doing the the coaching sessions, are you, you're doing like monthly, right? Like they would do one, one coaching session a week for a month? Yes. Okay. So that's only $250 a month that you're charging those, those people, if you're wanting 20 clients, that's a lot of work. (laughs) That that's a lot, a lot of work (laughs) to only, to only make that much money because you got to think about it. Not you're spending more than 20 hours because you still have to keep up your social media. Mm -hmm. You still have to do the back end of stuff. You still have to keep up your taxes and all of that. So your goal is to make $5,000 a month. Mm -hmm. How many, how many hours a week do you want to work? Uh, I would love to go part-time and do 20 hours a week. So you, okay. So like a part of my NLP certification, they actually recommend new coaches to do like 150 an hour. I I just did the math and for you to make $5,000 a month, and they say that they recommend you to charge $150 an hour, that means you'd have to get 8.3 clients a week that, that you would coach a week. So that's really and truly, you will only have to get either eight or nine clients in a month period time to make that $5,000. Okay. And, and that would be $600 a month, a monthly reoccurring thing of $600. Does that feel good to you? Yes. So to hit 5K, I need eight to nine clients a week. Pay eight to nine clients a week, and you're charging them $600 a month. Does that seem more doable than 20 clients a week? Yes, it seems less stressful. Right. (laughs) And more manageable manageable for sure. Right. And then that gives you a little bit of time to, um, to do the back end work too, because a business is not 
all of what's seen in front, like only working with clients. Like you're going to have to keep up with social mm-hmm. media. You're going to have to do um, tax stuff. You're going to have to write copy. You're going to have to do payments and things like that. And you're going to have to even talk to other people as well. Are you talking to people regularly? Like, are you making new friends and trying to get your name out there and letting people know who you are and what you do? Yes, I've joined so many Facebook communities recently, and they're all a part of like a network marketing community. Their network marketing community? Mm-hmm. Like network marketing groups. And okay, you just so. yourself and you do that. Okay. Um, something to think about is are you interested in what people have to sell on that? in that group? Uh, Not too much of it, actually. Not really. Mm. Exactly. So do you think that people are going to be interested in what you have to sell? Probably not. Probably not. Because usually groups like that, people join them because they want to get their name out there and they're not worried. I know any group that I've ever joined like that, that was the only reason why I did it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of like a rite of passage. <laughs> like everybody goes through that when they first start a business or, or even an online business, you feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get out here. And you know, you mm-hmm. got all these people that are like, oh, I support small businesses, put your, put your link in there and show a picture, da, 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 things like that, or follow trains. But the real, the realization of that is that those people are just trying to get their product out in front of people. And none of them people that are on there are really interested in what you have to sell. They're hoping that somebody buys something that they have to sell. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. So that's not the best way to do that. Um, Do you know who your ideal client is? Like who, what kind of person would you like to work with? I would love to work with women just trying to, who are in a hard place, who are trying to figure out themselves, who they are. Are they in the right career? Are they really listening to themselves? I would like to work with those type of people. Okay. And what do they look like? Like, where are they married? Do they have kids? Um, Are they career businesswomen? Where are they at? Honestly, from any walk of life. I would say from ages 25 to 40. Okay. Here's the problem with that. You're not going to talk to anyone that's 18 the same way that you're going to talk to somebody that's 45. Mm -hmm. The message is going to be completely different because a a lady that's in her forties thinks, moves and acts totally different than an 18 year old or even a 20 year old. Mm -hmm. So narrowing down who exactly it is that you want to talk to is going to be essential for you being able to find the words and, and market to the people that you want to. So I should probably niche what I do. And yeah, kind of, (laughs) I say yes and, and, and no, but you just have to know who you're talking to. You can't, you, if you talk to such a general audience, It's not what you're saying is not going to resonate with people. And if it doesn't resonate with them, they're not going to hire you. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to talk to all 
all age of this women, they have to have something in common that brings them yeah. together and brings you into it. I mean, you always hear, you always hear people say niche down, niche down, niche down. And yeah, to an extent that's true. Um, but then at the same time, you don't have to be trapped inside of that box. You can't say, oh, I'm only going to work with entrepreneurs and that's all. And that's who you're talking to because there's going to be other people that might resonate with that message and they might not be in that box and you can work with them too. So mm -hmm. that's why I say like the niche isn't that important, but you do have to have an idea of who you're talking to, because if you don't know who you're talking to, how are we going to talk to them? So true. So that's just something to think about and kind of dive into like who would be the best person to work with. And, you know, you could just start out talking to everybody, talk to like speak in a way that young people would understand and then speak in a way that like ladies in their 30s and 40s are going to understand and just see what resonates with people. See where you fit in on that. OK, it's all trial and error. And, and the, the best thing about having your own business is that. Nothing has to be the end all be all. You can decide, hey, I want to talk to this kind of women, talk to these kind of women, and this is what their problem is, and this is how I'm going to help them. And in six months, be like, you know what? This is not the group for me. This is not the way I thought it was going to feel. This doesn't make me feel good. I want to work with this group of women. And you can change it and start working with them. That's the best thing about having your own business. Yeah, I like that concept. Just going through seeing who works well with me and then narrowing down. Right. And the, the other advice that I can give you is be your own person because people are going to hire you for who you are, not for who your teachers were, not for whoever you're trying to emulate. I mean, you can find somebody that you look up to and say, wow, I like the way that they do this, or I like the way that this person does this. And you can take like pieces from everybody and, and make it your own, but make sure that you make it your own because when you're a cookie cutter and you try to be exactly what the other person was, it's going to be hard for you to get your message out the way that you want to. And it's not going to feel authentic to you. And even though you're not saying that to your to your clients or your followers, they're going to feel that energetically that, hey, this something I don't know what it is, but something's just not right with this. And they're going to be able to feel that. So that's something to think about, too. Yeah, you really give me a lot of advice and I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for coming on today. Thank you for having me. All right. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love this episode of Turning Your Trash into Treasure, head over to Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening and your reviews. Until next time.